Yeah, baby. I'm back in This is Theatre World News. I am your host, Jonathan Blake, chasing up the latest gossip you don't have to. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about heroes, because I'm sure you know, you've seen all the posters up on my wall, and I thought, you know what, may as well do it. It's only a matter of time before I start speaking about the geeky stuff that I do. And uh, I want to talk about a musical that I think would really work based on a superhero and superhero musicals that exist. I'm going to do a bit of investigating and you know what? We don't want to b- around. So let's get started and I will get straight into it. Let's go. Hero episode. This is the hero episode. This is the hero episode. Now, before we get started, firstly, I want to talk about the teaser trailer that dropped of Steven Spielberg's version of West Side Story. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but check it out on YouTube. It is, it's just stunning. Um, As you know, West Side Story is one of my favourite musicals, so I was (laughs) super excited to see that this is going to get remade and there's going to be a a new adaptation created. I really hope that they... uh, stick to kind of the gritty musical kind of um version and it with the new kind of cinemascope feel that it gave on the trailer it just filled me with so much warmth and excitement that this is actually going to be released in december december the 10th i believe and if you haven't seen it check it out now This is going to be a bit of a different episode because I'm going to be doing a lot of investigating. Um, Yeah, I don't know why I added in uh, a thunderstrike, but you know, a bit of investigating today. And uh, what I want to do is firstly talk about what I think would really work as a hero musical and kind of put those ideas forward and then what when I do a bit more investigating um, let's hope that we discover some musicals that I think will actually really um, work or musicals that are out there that you guys can check out once this episode's done now the first idea that I have would be Supernatural the musical now I don't know if you've seen Supernatural before but it's a TV show that's based on Sam and Dean Winchester, two brothers that are on this supernatural journey, saving people, hunting things, the family business. Um, they they encounter so many different types of monsters, and the show is full of comedy, humour, and they meet many funny characters along the way like Castiel, Crowley, Rowena and I believe that it's a show that could 
really be transferable to the stage. They're, they use in the show a lot of classic rock and I feel that that would be perfect for the music that they could use in the show. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly who I think would be able to write the show but I just think that that type of aspect of show would really work on a musical and because it is one of my favourite TV shows I really think that it would just be incredible and the next kind of idea that I think would work for a superhero kind of musical would be Guardians of the Galaxy. Now if you're into Marvel then you will know that Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the most fun-filled um, films that has been made based on a comic book and um, Stanley may rest in peace he loved what was made with Guardians of the Galaxy. Of course it's a, a team that has been made up of characters Star-Lord, Drax, Groot, Rocket, Gamora and then Nebula which is Gamora's sister later on and the the film itself as as just has a brilliant soundtrack and I believe that the music itself ties in so well with the film because it's actually surrounds the character Star-Lord and his connection with music in the film and I think that would be really good uh, idea to put on stage um, there's already singing dancing um, goofy kind of banter between the group and they just really gel and it's really funny and if you haven't seen the films then I mean like why haven't you seen them like, like what what the hell's going on what's wrong with you, you know what I mean like just just check it out it's just amazing and I mean if you have any suggestions of what you think would be an amazing kind of superhero musical then just email me at theatreworldnews at hotmail.com um, I don't buy I am happy to hear from you guys and hear your ideas of what you think would work um, now I know off the top of my head there was uh, there is a couple of musicals that already exist that are based on superheroes um, one which is, would be Spider-Man we've got very popular in Broadway and Lord of the Rings which is kind of more based on the book but it, it's still it's still fantasy it's still hero nonetheless and the of course Harry Potter musical which is a short musical made by a I believe a university which became very popular because it starred a famous actor who uh, appeared in Glee and also in Hollywood. Now once I do a bit of investigating um, I came across a website called cbr.com and this web this article was written by a Michael Natalie which was published um, 2017 and this person looked at the top 15 kind of shows that are based on musicals and he gave his honest opinion on them so if if we just dig right in and just get started the first one that he put at 15 was 
Popeye the Sailor Man. Now he said, Popeye had been seen on screen before in those classic Fleischer cartoons of yesteryear, but it wasn't until 1980s Popeye that he'd been given the live action film treatment and in addition to eating his greens and fighting real mean, he'd also do a little soft shoe. That's because superstar producer Robert Evans had wanted the rights to a different iconic comic strip musical um, when he couldn't get them. He decided he'd simply craft his own plucking Popeye out of thin air and hiring comic book legend Jules Pfeiffer to helm the script. It was poor choices past that point that doomed the musical adaptation ouch from selecting the slow-paced introspective Robert Altman who was in Nashville Macabre and Mrs Miller to direct the whimsical story to hiring Harry Nilsson to compose a score that at its most upbeat, still makes every track play like a funeral dirge. Ouch. Indeed, only one song from the film Olive Oil's He Needs Me is remotely memorable, and that's only due to its later use in Paul Thomas Anderson's Punch, Drunk Love, in 2002. Ooh, I mean, I hadn't have heard of that, and by the sounds of this, it, it's not really worth a mention, but... Hey ho, if you want to give it a listen, then go ahead. At 14, we came across a Pokemon. Wow, I mean, I loved Pokemon as a kid. I don't know about you guys, but I watched it probably every day before and after school. And I have a collection of Pokemon cards too. And let's not forget the famous game that, that was around only a few years ago. People probably still are playing it today. And um, Pokemon Go as I mean, it travelled worldwide in just a short space of time. And it was, yeah, it, it just became a, a phase which it may or may not have died there, but who knows? Uh, we have to keep going. So, Pokemon, from card games to television to toys, it was impossible to escape the Pokemon craze of the late 90s. Yet it's still shocking to imagine an oversized Bulbasaur treading the same stage as the Rockettes. Yet at Radio City Music Hall and across the USA, as well as Portugal and Dubai, a high note hitting Ash hunted down the one-of-a-kind diamond badge, fought Team Rocky and their new Mecha Mewtwo and found time to belt out the, I guess they came to songs from the To Be A Master tie-in album, accompanied by Puppeteer Pokemon. LA Broadway's The Lion King with bland songs ooh, and humour both broad and on occasion painful. Ooh, wow. There's a bizarre don't ask don't tell joke that hasn't aged terribly well, Pokemon Live, is largely forgotten in the franchise's history. Notable only for being the New York stage debut of Tony nominee and Girls star Andrew Rinnells in a memorable turn as Team Rocket James. Ooh. I mean, sometimes you think, well, a popular show such as Pokemon would work on stage, and sometimes if you make the wrong mistake, it could it could destroy isn't it? It could it could destroy the whole thing. Another honourable mention. Wow, at number twelve, I jumped because some aren't worth mentioning. Superman. Now, I never knew Superman as a musical existed, so let's see what we have here. 
perhaps the most infamous super-powered Broadway flop. Before a certain accident-prone web-slinger, of course Spider-Man, Charles Strauss and Lee Adams, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman, survived only four months on Broadway. With ticket sales that made a battle with Doomsday feel inviable. <laughs> Later revived and revamped for TV in 1975, the only existing footage of this curio reminds us how fortunate we were for Richard Donner's Superman three years later. Hoping for a heartfelt ballad from Lex Luthor? Sorry. Strauss and Adams in explicitly ignore Superman's entire rogue gallery in favour of a groping and gripping Daily Planet reporter named Max Menken. The show mimes all its humour from the very idea of Superman, lampooning every aspect of the world of Metropolis with broad vaudeville jokes that rarely land and woefully misunderstanding its central characters. Trust us, after hearing the kind of smug doofus the show at times makes, the last son of Krypton, you'll be praying for him to destroy Metropolis Zack Snyder style again. Uh, oh, I'm a bit good about that really because Superman is a great superhero and of course you'd think the, the musical may work but you know, sometimes these things just don't work at all. I'm going to skip to 10, which was The Addams Family. Now, I have listened to the music in The Addams Family, and it has been touring now, and I think it's a good show, but I will give you a bit more information on that. If you grew up on the iconic TV show or the 90s films based on Charles Addams' New Yorker cartoons of the Macabre clan, this Tony-nominated show may throw you for a loop. The first scene involves Wednesday Adams announcing she's engaged. A jarring idea for those of us who think of the morbid girl in the striped stockings. From there, the show essentially becomes the Adams family does the birdcage. The similarities even more noticeable due to Nathan Lane's originating role of Gomez as the family attempts to be normal to appeal to Wednesday's fine fiancé's parents, while most of the characters, including a show-stealing Uncle Fester, stay true to their classic depictions. It's frustrating to see the beloved Wednesday Adams demanding normalcy from her kin. Still, with entertaining tunes and more hits than Misuma, it's worthwhile to pay a call on the Adams family. Snap, snap. Now, check that out. It's still going, it's still going strong, and it's worth listening Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is at 9. Yes, we've touched the Pokemania of the late 90s, but that pales in comparison to the mass outbreak of Turtlemania that began the decade prior. Based on the gritty satirical book by Eastman and Laird, the Turtles franchise include several live-action films, a handful of a handful of TV shows, countless pieces of merchandise, and tie-ins with everyone from Chef Briarde to Pizza Hut. Now, I think that this would really work. I haven't listened to the music, but I believe that it is full of power ballads and they even do a short interview with Oprah Winfrey on stage. So that would be pretty interesting to take out. At number eight, we've got Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Now, 
the battlefield earth of Broadway, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, is synonymous with disaster now, and it's injury riddled history is spoofed by everyone everywhere yeah i have heard a lot of the actors that have played spider-man have injured themselves pretty badly um and it has become one of those running jokes um the lion king and across the universe director julie taymor was an odd choice to bring peter parker to the stage and picking u2's bono and the edge to pen the score is weird when you consider a different rock icon aerosmith's joe perry is such a devoted spider-man fan he wrote the theme to the 90s cartoon but while it lived turned off the dark was a real spectacle to behold when done right the stunts were downright dazzling some of the numbers like boy falls from the sky and rise above made some truly engrossing moments and penny dreadful actor reeve carney brought a real pathos to the role of peter parker missing even from some of the film adaptations i mean i haven't seen spider-man i'm sure a lot of you listeners who are from america maybe have gone to, to broadway to see let me know what your thoughts are and uh, we can we can discuss that that'd be really cool um jump to six is dick tracy i mean I, I didn't watch dick tracy a lot when i was younger but i know that it it's so slick so much style um and it's set at a time that i just love um when Warren BT decided to bring the hard-boiled detective to the cinema, it seems the motto Go Big or Go Home pervaded every aspect of the adaptation process. He'd get the biggest names in Hollywood to play the bad guys, including an Oscar-nominated turn for Al Pacino as Big Boy Caprice. He'd get the brightest colours to splash across the screen, and when it came to music, he reached out to Broadway icon Stephen Sondheim to provide it. Though Tracy never gets any musical moments himself, and we'd have to wait until 1998 to Bullworth to witness Beatty's musical flair, Sondheim made magic on screen, utilising Madonna's breathless Mahoney and Mandy's Patinkin 88 keys to guide the tone of the film with memorable numbers like What Can You Lose? and the Oscar winning Sooner or Later, in part due to its Busby berkeley feel both in song and style dick tracy would go on to win a total of three oscars the most for any comic book adaptation to date well done dick tracy now there were um other mentions on that article but i thought you know what it's just not worth mentioning like just didn't really care much about it and i thought i'd end it there because the investigation um, could go on for a very long time. And I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what the ideas that you have. And I want to, I want you to contact me. Of course, I have my Instagram, yo. I have my Facebook page. I have the secret comment group. Um, and I re- I'd love to hear from you guys and hear your thoughts on what you think would be great as a superhero musical and do not hesitate to contact me it's been a pleasure um, entertaining you guys and of course this wouldn't be what it was without your support and your love and I just enjoy discussing these things with you and I just cannot wait 
for a bit of normality and get some guests in um, to discuss these things. Um, that is Superheroes and it's been fun entertaining you all and remember if you want to make the world a better place start with the person standing in the mirror it's been fun i am your host jonathan blake it's been a pleasure i see you on the next episode bye 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 bye